live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. So health professionals have a critical role to play. We must continue and to expand their work to address health misinformation directly with their patients. Now, this includes, but it goes beyond COVID-19. So I'd like to just talk briefly about another area of substantial misinformation that is directly impacting health equity in our nation. And that is the health equity of sexual and gender minorities. There is substantial misinformation about gender affirming care for transgender and gender diverse individuals. We are in this nation facing an onslaught of anti-LGBTQI plus actions at the state levels across the United States. And they are dangerous to the public health. The positive value of gender affirming care for youth and adults is not in scientific or medical dispute. So we all need to work together to get our voices um, out in the front line. We need to get in our voices in the public eye. And we, can, we know how effective our medical community can be talking to communities, whether it's at town halls, schools, conversations with others, and we need to use our clinician's voice to collectively advocate for our tech companies to create a healthier, cleaner information environment. During a moment when public trust in our leaders and our information is very challenged, the healthcare worker community, the medical community does, I believe, maintain a high degree of trust. And we have to utilize that and we have to utilize it effectively. Well, A, gross gag and puke and b this is the federal government once again and this time not even doing it behind closed doors this is the federal government once again trying to meddle and interfere with social media this creature right here part of our federal government didn't we just learn through the twitter drops that the federal government involving themselves within private companies that we use, all of us use, almost like a general utility company? Didn't we already learn that the federal government interfering and meddling in with their affairs about what they should do in our society is wrong? And now they're just saying, you know what? Let's send out uh, Lurch over there and, 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 and try to use our government influence once again to threaten social media companies because that's what that is that's what that is that is admiral richard levine rachel levine whatever that person's name is i don't even know what the real name is but admiral levine will call him 
is using his position as a trans member of the government, federal government, to threaten social media companies into silencing anybody talking about anything outside of health equity for sexual and gender minorities, meaning puberty blocking, mutilation, changing your body, surgical uh, surgery to have yourself changed from one gender to another. I mean, this this country is out of control. M. Bruno says, we are the laughing stock of the world. And that's what I'm talking about, you guys. We in America might be past, you know, like bullying or whatever these kind, the, you know, people that choose to live this way. Uh, pull up the Rumble chat. I want to see what you guys say. Uh, but around the world, we are the laughing stock. We are the laughing stock of the world. Everybody in the world is looking at America going, what in the H-E double hockey sticks is going on over there? So whether we've been accustomed to or socially engineered to accept all of this is like, oh, well, that's just the way things are. Well, now it's riddled its way throughout our federal government and it's and it's forcing the rest of the world and our society to not accept it, but embrace it. And if you don't embrace it, then you're going to be in trouble. Big shout out to the Rumble Chat. Big shout out to producer Eli doing a great job. Every Rumble rant that comes in goes to pay our producer's salary here at LFA TV. Producer Eli, and he thanks you so very much. Corn Pop is in the building. How are those babies? Osborne, how you doing? Angel Eyes, good to see you. Terry Sue is in the building. Lacey Barkalow is in the building. There it is. LFA producer says thank you all so much. Of course, he's very grateful, and we're grateful to have him, obviously. Uh, Keep those rumbles coming in, he says. That's right. Keep those rumbles coming in. We were a little low this morning. Now, I want to do something. um, I want to do something a little different, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier today, I don't know if you were a part of the show. If you were, raise your hand and say, hey, I was here this morning. I uh, I want to touch back on something that we did this morning. So this morning, we were talking about uh, holding people accountable, and MTG's name came up, um, DeSantis's name, Trump's name, anybody, anybody that we need to hold accountable, we do on this show. And there was a there was a uh, a moment where a few people said, "I will not, uh, I will not divide by talking bad about this person or that person or this person." And it was more than it was a it was a bunch of people said that it was looking at as division. And I said, "Well, I don't see it as division. I see it more along the lines of cleansing, purging, and and somebody's got to somebody's got to cave to somebody." And I would rather, you know, MAGA uh, swallow the old GOP and the tired old GOP than the the, uh, the than the reverse. So it got me thinking, and I went and I started looking. And here's what I came up with: If you go to instead of reading from Jesus Calling tonight, we're going to go and we're going to look at this because I believe just as I did this morning, that sometimes division is necessary. Sometimes division is necessary in order to bring order, actual order, justice, people's justice, the people's order. I want to read this for you. This is Luke 12, 49. I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house there will be five divided, uh, uh, divided, three against two and two against three. 
They will be divided. Father against son, son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. So that's from ESV. Now I want to come over here and look at the American Standard translation of that. And I want to read this for you. It says, in these strange and unsettling words, Jesus revealed that his coming often results in conflict because he demands a response. Families may be split apart when some choose to follow him and others refuse to do so. Jesus allows no middle ground. He demands loyalty and commitment, sometimes to the point of severing other relationships. Are you willing to risk your family's disapproval in order to follow the Lord? Now, I know when we're talking about politics, we're not talking about the same scenario, that, a scenario that Jesus found himself in. 100% I understand that. But what I'm talking about is when there is division needed because a person is following something they should not follow. When they're doing something that we know is wrong and we've warned them and we've said it over and over and over again. And the division that we're trying to keep people from going to is the McCarthy's, is the McConnell's, is the McDaniel's, you know, the McIdiots. So what I'm saying is sometimes even Jesus said division is necessary. And MAGA did not come to bring peace first. We came to disrupt this GOP party, change it, take it over, and bring it back to what it used to be in order to get to where we have to get to. And that's merely all I'm saying, guys. And I just, I, it, it caught me to go, I was thinking about it after the show, and I said, you know what, I got to go to the book today. I went to the book, and I got my answer. And my answer is, sometimes division is necessary. And I'll just leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the Lord. Please remove your hats. And let's have our uh, Lord's Prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We've got to say the hard thing sometimes, folks. And I'm not saying that we have to be jerks or anything like that. But we've got to say the hard things. Yes, sometimes myself included say things that we shouldn't say while we're saying the hard things. But sometimes we've got to say it. And if it causes division, then that's a choice that the other person is going to make. Just like I would assume that somebody would call me out on my uh, bullcrap once in a while. Try the King James Version. The only true one says Savvy Granny. Forgive us our trespasses, says Lynn Furr. Um, Big shout out to Arthur Seller watching. How you doing, Arthur? Good to see you. Nancy, good to see you. Thank you very much for being here tonight. C. Ward, too swift for you is in the building. Erickson Cook, how you doing? Carol126 is here. Amanda Collins, Southern Citizen, in Jesus' name. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got about 2,600 people watching now. I want to give a big shout-out to everybody listening on podcast, watching on Roku, watching on Fire Stick. You can also download the LFA TV app, LFA Space TV. 
You can also find that same uh, thing by typing in LFA TV on Roku or Fire Stick. Download it on your TV. Download the app. Take the network with you wherever you go. We've got a lot of changes coming up in January. We're adding some shows. We're moving some shows around. We're going to be at rallies. We're going to be at CPACs. We're going to be at TPS uh, TPSU events. We're going to be at the border. We're going to be everywhere in 2023, and we want to take you with us. And, and <laughs> I don't think we could go anywhere without you. If you know what I'm saying. So I, I definitely, definitely uh, encourage you guys to download the app. Again, LFA Space TV. Let's get right to it. Because we got a lot to go through. As, as a matter of fact, we've got so much to go through. Uh, a lot of the stories I didn't get to do this morning, I had to bring them. Okay, I had to bring them back tonight because there was just too much to go through. So while we get into this new year, you'll see a new look to the network. You'll see a new look to all of our all of our uh, pre-video pictures. You'll see a new TV guide coming so you know what is on when. And just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, every day when you jump on now, you might see a bunch of shows that say upcoming. They're not live. Make, make sure they say upcoming and make sure you check the times on the descriptions because that's when you know when that show is ready. We're just getting all the... Uh, we're getting all the streams ready at once now in the morning to streamline things, okay? All right, so I love you all. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the first and foremost section. Lift up your cups, and let's have our first slurp of the day. Yes, the app is available for phones. Yep, both iPhone and um, and Android. Okay, according to the numbers, now we reached out to uh, Suzanne Vermontes, who actually lives in El Paso right before the show to, to validate at least, um, at least enough to uh, get this point across. And that is this. According to the numbers, the illegal crossings in that one-mile stretch in El Paso since Governor Abbott and since the National Guard went down there and put up the double fences, I put up the fence and the double razor wire, since that time, the illegal crossings in that one-mile stretch have absolutely plummeted uh, as the National Guard's expanded the barbed wire fence. Now, if you talk to locals there in El Paso, and I'm sure there's plenty that are watching from there right now, they'll tell you, oh, the town looks very different today than it did a year ago. And yes, that did dramatically reduce the flow of illegals. But what it, what it does is it just pushes them down the wall to another place. I mean, there's a YouTube, there's always a YouTube live version uh, or a video going of where they're trying to cross and where they're lining up. Okay. But the, the point that I'm trying to make is that one mile stretch in El Paso, when, you, when, when we went down there and when Republicans said secure the border, that portion of the border was secure. Now, what I feel very bad about is when you talk to the locals there and we talk to Suzanne and others, when you talk to the locals there, they'll tell you it just it people's cars are getting broken into just so that these illegals will have a place to sleep. Their houses are getting broken into. Uh, you walk out, you drive down the street and it's just illegals everywhere. And it was the same thing when we were in um, McAllen. Texas, when, we, when I went to the border with Ben, it was the same thing. Everywhere you went, every store, the airport, everywhere. And it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Even if you were to stop, if you, if you were to send uh, the National Guard to every inch of the border, across Arizona, uh, California, uh, Texas, all of it, and you shut it all down, the amount of mess that we would have to clean up right now, it's ridiculous. It would, take, it would take a decade of serious hard work and attention right now to clean up what mess that Biden has already made. So think about that, ladies and gentlemen. 
And yes, they have tunnels too. That's exactly right, Calpurnia. We're dealing with the cartel here. But the point that I'm trying to bring home with the numbers is when you secure the border, you secure the border. So it's that easy and it's that simple. And that's all that everybody, that's all, every governor should do this. Doug Ducey should do this right now, but he's bought and paid for. Gavin, uh, Gavin Newsom is never going to do this. Carrie Lake would have done this. Greg Abbott is doing it. I don't know if he's doing it to the best of his ability, but he's doing it. And it does show you when we want to secure the border, we can secure the border. Just in those numbers alone, they just plummeted in that one-mile stretch just because of that. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of resources the state of Texas needs to shut down 1,300 miles of border because that's how much, that's what they have in Texas, about 1,300 miles, maybe more, give or take 100 miles uh, of border. It, it, it's, it's, it's massive. What kind of resources would that take? I, can, I, have a, I imagine that Texas would be able to afford it, Right. I imagine they would stop spending all the money on voting machines and you'd have enough money to secure the border. So I, I don't know. I got it. I got to at least give it to Governor Greg Abbott for what he's done. He's at least showing that he's trying. Uh, could he do more? I've heard he could do more. I've heard he's not doing enough. I've heard he's done. He's doing a great job with what he has. I don't know the resources that are available to uh, the state of Texas to secure this border, but what they're doing does work. So we just need more of that. And where we don't have that, I implore, listen, I'm in a lot of talks with a lot of people right now to do whatever we can as we the people to secure this border. We're going to have to do this. I don't know in what capacity that involves myself, and I don't know yet in what capacity that involves any of you watching the show right now. But we're going to do our best. We're going to put our best effort forward as much as we possibly can in the next few months to figure out a way for we the people to go and secure that border. And if they don't allow us to secure that border, again, that will be a, um, a decision that they make. And when I say they, I mean whatever government tries to stop we the people from securing our border the proper way, that's a decision they're going to have to make. Again, I don't know in what capacity that that's in yet. I don't know if that's through... Uh, you know, city councils along the border, different, different towns. There's a lot of talk that's going on. But what I can promise you is we are figure, we're, we're trying to figure out a way to say, okay, the federal government isn't doing it. The state governments aren't doing it. How can we the people do this? Because, again, this land belongs to we the people, not the federal government. The federal government isn't anything. It's only supposed to be there to protect us. That's it. So when the border is secured, it's secured. And it's very easy to secure. It's just a matter of coming up with the proper massive amount of organization and budget to do it. But if we the people wanted that border secure, we could secure it in a week. That's what we're dealing with here. That's where we're at here now, folks. So again, it's a big conversation and there's a lot of people involved. We'll see where it goes. But I know Ben is on his way to South America, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, he's going to expose what's going on from down there as to why people are coming and rushing here. Jeremy, you need a Twitter account. Start posting these ideas on there. We opened up an LFA TV Twitter account. We did. I never used Twitter. Uh, they, I had an account back in the day before they took it from me. Uh, the same time they took Facebook and never used it. But uh, now that Elon is there and he's... Following through on his promises, we did open up an LFA TV Twitter account. You can go follow it right now. I believe it's just LFA TV. Let me bring it up real quick. Yeah, pop it up on the screen. This is what it looks like right here. 
Oh, no, it's, it's, it's Jeremy Harrell, actually. It's Jeremy underscore Harrell, and it's got the LFA TV banner. So it's Jeremy underscore Harrell with the LFA TV banner. And the reason why we keep things so separate, like on Instagram and everywhere else, is because if when we, when we get canceled on these other platforms that we're not friendly with, like Instagram or who knows, like Twitter even, uh, that we're not, decentralized, we're not centralized in one spot. We're decentralized. You can only whack one of us at a time. So that's a, a lot of people have asked that. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing what we can, and uh, we're talking with a lot of people on how we can actually legally secure the border as we the people, and um, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, what, what do we got here? You can get a huge house for 325000 but guess where it is? El Paso. <laughs> I'd be scared to live there. Yeah, I've seen those online. I've seen those online. Uh, how is Ben being compensated? Real America's Voice and uh, if they send him anyway, and if he does it on his own, he just looks for donations, same way we do. He's funded by the people. But, but I believe a, a majority of his uh, salary comes from Real America's Voice. Um, Gary says, that's like playing whack-a-mole. Uh, Rita says, I closed my Twitter when they closed down President Trump. And Nancy says, okay, I'm following you on Twitter. Okay, uh, I don't know what I'm doing there. I'm just posting the same stuff I post everywhere else. So, I mean, it's just another avenue. And now that uh, Elon's following through there, I guess we'll see what happens there. I know a lot of people are uh, going back to their Twitter accounts now that it's under new management. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to move on because I titled this show something very specific. MAGA can stop NWO. MAGA can stop NWO. That is the only thing that can stop the globalists that are uniting right now. And they are uniting at such a fast and transparent pace because they know that Trump coming back means the end of everything. He, he put a dent in their 2030 plan, but him coming back, it's not just draining the swamp here. Trump is promising to come back and completely dismantle the NWO. The NWO. So when people ask, why would Klaus Schwab come out and say the things that he does so openly? Why would George Soros, why would um, uh, Bill Gates, why would all these people come out and openly say what they're saying so transparently now? What, like, what is their angle? Why would they do this? Because we don't have to guess that they're doing it. We have video proof that they're saying these things. They're saying it's a global reset. All of this stuff is happening. That 2030 agenda is a real thing, okay? Everybody knows it. So why are they coming out and saying it? Because this is them, expo they have to expose themselves in order to stop Trump. They've got to come out in full force against Trump. This is how serious him coming back in 2024 actually is. And when he promises he's going to dismantle things so much that you're, there's not going to be a trace of them left. Folks, this is, a, this is a war of biblical proportions, bigger than you and I think. Even it's bigger than it's bigger than all the censorship. It's bigger than COVID. It's so much bigger than all of that. And that is one part when you talk about Q and all this stuff. That is one thing that I'll agree with them. This war, whoever picked Donald Trump to be here, whether it was God himself or whether it was generals, like a lot of the uh, you know a lot of people in that world believe, regardless of whoever. Uh, ordained Trump to be in this position, he is in a position to do something bigger than JFK was talking about. And that's why they hate him. That is why the world wants rid of him. They didn't think he was going to do this before he announced he, ran, he was going to run for president. They didn't think he would do any of this. And he did. And when he opened his mouth and he said, 
This is what I'm going to do. That is when the world collectively got against him. Now the world is collectively trying to stop him from coming back. And he says, you're not going to stop it. There's nothing you can do. So there's some serious stuff going on. And the reason why I said all that is because to say this, Vladimir Zelensky, the unskilled, unqualified, billionaire begging leader of, of Ukraine has announced that he is joining the World Economic Forum in Davos to sign a new post-war massive deal that's going to consist of multiple loans with who? BlackRock. So let me just bring that, let me rephrase that. All of this money that we have been sending to Ukraine, the billions and billions and billions, by the way, that we have no receipts for, not one, not one receipt for all of that money that's gone over there while they hire 90,000 IRS agents to shake down small businesses like this one right here. All that money's gone over there, and, and, and really what's going on is BlackRock is... This whole military-industrial complex thing, this NWO military-industrial complex thing, the Davos, this whole uh, control the fr- control the food, control the energy, control the people. The center of this is Ukraine. The center of this is Ukraine, and our Uniparty is bankrupting us to send the money into a country that is basically being a, a headquarters. For Hydra. I mean, it is the headquarters for the WEF, CDC, the United States government, the UN, all of it. BlackRock, the World uh, Health Organization, the WHO, all of it. This is their headquarters. And Zelensky has announced that he's planning on joining the World Economic Forum in Davos to sign the new post-war loans with BlackRock. This could not, I mean, anybody with a half a brain told you this was happening. They told you this crap was happening. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky announced a continuation of a partnership with investment company BlackRock for rebuilding Ukraine from the ruins of the war. You know, the war that's going on that people are on the beach sunbathing and Hollywood stars are going there and walking around like, I don't know, nothing is going on whatsoever. He also said that Ukraine would participate in next month's World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Zelensky and BlackRock CEO Larry Fink met virtually today. The president's website revealed and discussed plans for the financial behemoth to play a prominent role in the post-war reconstruction of Ukraine, which has been subjected to massive Russian uh, depredations for the most of this year says the story. Plans for BlackRock leaders to visit Ukraine in the new year were finalized at the meeting, and Zelensky also announced that Ukraine would participate in next year's WEF summit in Switzerland from January 16th to January 20th, but didn't specify if he would be attending virtually or personally. The U.S. should demand to know how much money Zelensky has been investing in and with BlackRock, because that's where all our money is going. The U.S. has sent billions to Ukraine, and they just voted to send many more billions in last week's spending bill, and the Biden gang has lost track of over $20 billion in Ukraine. You mean to tell me that money, the United States taxpayer money, isn't ending up in BlackRock Corporation? And once it goes through BlackRock Corporation, they... they, 
You know what BlackRock is? Ask Dan Crenshaw what BlackRock is. If you don't know what BlackRock is, ask Dan Crenshaw. He's, he's a little worm. He's a little rhino scumbag that's funded with BlackRock and that works with BlackRock. So many of our politicians are funded by BlackRock. The money's going through Ukraine to BlackRock, through Ukraine to the WEF, through Ukraine to that little druggie, that little shaking uh, druggie that was all over the news uh, for the, what it was, WTF or what WTX, I don't know what the name of the, the crappy crypto company was. All that money was being funneled through them and back to these, uh, back to these politicians so that they would do things for CCP, so that they would do things for, for uh, uh, the, the WEF and Charles, and, and Charles uh, Klaus Schwab. It's, <laughs> folks, we are so far gone in this country, it's going to take a Big Bang MAGA moment. It's going to take us doing exactly what Trump is doing on his level. Us making sure that we figure out a way to secure that border. Us making sure that we stop the raping of our country and our resources and our taxes and our finances. It is time for the people to revolt. Now, I'm not talking about a full-on civil war revolt like insurrection where we kill people. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about standing up for what's right. Standing up for what's yours. Standing up for your land. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to, as a people, come up with coordinated efforts in order to do so, so that we can have courage be contagious. And we will be the spark. We will be the spark that shows the new greatest generation. That's what MAGA is. That's what MAGA is. WTF sounds right, says, uh, let's bring up that rumble chat. I love, I love when you guys are all amped up with me because you guys have uh, a very good, you're, you're in the know. You guys are in the know with what's going on, and that's what I love. Check that out. Uh, BlackRock using all of our pension funds. Oh, that's 100%. For sure. For sure. Let's go. Rise up. Big Bang MAGA God movement. That's what I've been saying, says Joe Bo. Uh, who died and left these people think that they own us and everything. Well, that's what it is. That's what it is. How many times have you heard Bannon say, you'll own nothing and absolutely love it? I mean, that's their motto, right? That's what they think. The evil side is coordinated. We need to be too. Amen. And that's all we're saying, folks. I'm not talking about a full-on, you know, scale war with our own countrymen. I'm talking about being coordinated, being strategic, being smart, being many Many hands make light work. We can make a difference if we just stop waiting for the white knight. If we stop waiting for Trump to, to, to uh, uh, fly in on, with one of those, you know, NFT card capes that he was wearing. Trump is definitely a, a leader in this MAGA movement, but we have, to, we have to do what we had to do hundreds of years ago, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we have to do. We just have to be smarter about it. And I can promise you this. I am doing everything that I can. I do promise you that. I am doing everything that I possibly can. And that's why you're going to see me back out, uh, not just in the studio, but back out doing things on the road because I need to be out there doing everything I possibly can. So that's, that's what we got to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, another thing that you should do is you should, if you still have the ability to do so, that is, is you should call and at least have a conversation with Gold Co. Because these people are literally financially raping us to the point where pretty soon, I'm going to do a story tonight about the EPA and what they're doing to the trucking industry. 
You think inflation is bad right now? Wait until this trucking industry is forced to go green or forced to not drive. Because that's what the EPA is doing. That's what this Biden administration, this NWO, they're weakening America at the border. They're weakening our actual genders. They're weakening our men, our strong men. They're weakening us financially. They're weakening, they're weakening our, um, our supply chain. They're weakening the small business gears that, grind, that, that, that literally move this country forward. That now that these 90,000 IRS agents are going to shake down, that's going to grind to a halt. This is the fundamental change they're talking about. Now, the good thing about it is, is we know about it before it's happened. We've been fighting with, we've been fighting it since 2000. 2016. That's the good thing. The good thing is, is we're just not figuring this out now. And we're just not saying, Hey, we should do something about it. The good news is, is we're working hard. So again, another thing, be proactive, be prepared, get a hold of gold co by calling 855-559-3433 or going to goldco.com and let them know LFA sent you. The conversation alone is worth the call. I'll just put it that way. Now, I want to go out to Buffalo, ladies and gentlemen, because these blizzards, this blizzard that's gone on in, in Buffalo, New York, has uh, the death toll is rising, and it's and it's it's such a hard uh, thing to see when you see all these houses froze over, and now the National Guard is going door to door looking for more bodies. People died; they weren't ready. Uh, nobody's ready for massive storms. Let's just put it that way. Nobody's ready for massive storms. Of this, uh, uh, of epic proportions like this, okay? There it is, right there. Nobody's ever ready for any of this stuff. It either, it comes and it and, and it and it does what it does. But I can tell you this: maybe instead of spending so much money, I don't know, going after Trump in New York, maybe spent instead of spending so much money on illegals in New York. Maybe instead of spending so much money on ridiculous campaigns and stupid propaganda, uh, COVID tactics, and spending money on all this preparedness to be ready for the flu, I don't know, maybe you could have used a little bit of that money to to build a better infrastructure. And it's sad when you hear the story of the bodies being found over and over and over again. Froze to death, ladies and gentlemen. What a way to go. It's so sad. And I don't want to sit here and point fingers because tragedies happen, and it's not because of climate change. From Madeline Hubbard, who wrote, The National Guard is going door-to-door wellness checks across Erie County, New York, as the death toll from the Buffalo area blizzard has risen to 34. Over the next 48 hours, the National Guard will traverse neighborhoods that lost power during the storm. County uh, Executive Mark, Mark C. Polinsars said during the press conference, um, authorities are concerned more people may have died who have not been found. Three of the 34 are still unidentified in Erie County, as at least 56 deaths nationwide have been attributed to the winter storm, according to the Weather Channel. If you have a loved one that you know is missing, please contact your local police department. Uh, they, they urge residents. Buffalo still has a driving ban in place. The region which was hit by uh, with as much as 49 inches of snow, experienced wind around 70 miles per hour at the storm's height. Meanwhile, police officers in Buffalo have arrested eight possible looters lo- uh, looking to take advantage of the situation. And not only that, folks, I saw a video today of store owners having to literally open fire with their firearms on looters to their stores. Um, folks, 
I know that the, the Lake Erie, coming off Lake Erie, it's cold, windy, and bad. And when you mix that with a blizzard like that, you're just you're talking about some serious, serious conditions. But as far as the snowfall and uh, the ice, maybe not the, uh, the, the, the severity of the ice because the wind coming off Lake Erie, but last year here in New Hampshire, we had a, uh, a storm where we got 46 inches of snow. We got 46 inches of snow in one dump, and that followed by cold, cold weather that if you didn't have anything moved, it, tur- it was turning to ice. And, uh, but our, our infrastructure for that up here in New Hampshire is incredible. I will give it to the state of New Hampshire, and I'll give it to Governor Sununu. He definitely opened up funds because we had a bad ice storm here in 2008 that left us without power for like 12, 14, 17, 20 days uh, here in New Hampshire. So we invested heavily, uh, billions of dollars into infrastructure to help out with that. And I, I, w- I would imagine that Buffalo will now have to do the same thing uh, because this stuff, you know, while it can't be prevented, it can be minimized. It can be minimized, and it's just it's it's very it's very rough to hear that. Another thing that's rough to hear is um and a little less rough because this isn't we're talking not talking about people dying in this case, but the airline, the travel industry, the airline industry this this uh, Christmas season that completely failed, leaving so many people stranded for you know days, in some cases. Stranded without anything, all their luggage lost. Now they're saying another 2,500 flights are going to be canceled. More luggage is lost. Thousands, tens of thousands of people's uh, luggage is lost and gone. Nobody can find it anywhere. Where it'll turn up, nobody knows. Now I know that's, that's a far second place to, you know, people actually dying. But again, it's another tragedy happening. And it just shows you it's a systematic failure. We're experiencing a series of systematic failures. Who do you blame that on? You can blame it on the Republicans. You can blame it on the Democrats. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, we are the richest and most powerful country in the world, and we are far from the most advanced when it comes to our infrastructure. Our infrastructure for decades has been needing to be fixed, upgraded from sea to shining sea, from Canada down to Mexico, ladies and gentlemen. Our infrastructure has been ignored while dirty politicians on both sides have lined their pockets, lined the pockets of their lobbyists, and snuck in crap and infrastructure bills that didn't need to be there. And then guess what? None of the money goes towards the infrastructure that we here in America should have. All that money that went to Ukraine, we should have put it into a real infrastructure bill. We should have really went from sea to shining sea and fixed every single town when it comes to this stuff. But no, nope, America lasts under Democrats and under a lot of Republicans too. Let's not just point the finger to the left. This is absolutely ridiculous. Folks, I'll ask for another big round of, of like uh, rumbling the video. If you've just joined in in the last half hour and you forgot to rumble the video, please do so now. And if you could, let's do another big round of sharing if you have not overshared the video yet. So let's move on to the airlines real quick, folks, because this is another systematic failure. And uh, it's, it, it's a lot more than the weather. I can tell you that. That's one thing that Pete Bootyjedge has got going for him, uh, being the transportation secretary and all this mess, is it wasn't just the weather. Because these are... Massive, um, this is massive negligence on the part of Southwest Airlines, big time. Years of outdated software, management failures, and much more led to Southwest's meltdown, the staff says. 
While Winter Storm Elliott made the travel situation worse, Southwest executives have been aware of problems in their systems for years. Southwest Pilots Association Vice President Mike Santoro said yesterday, facing many of the same challenges as stranded passengers, Southwest Airlines employees point to years of mistreatment, software system neglect, and management failures as causes of the airline's latest travel catastrophe. While Winter Storm Elliott made the travel situation worse, again, ladies and gentlemen, the meltdown happened strictly uh, not just because of the weather, but massive failure in their software, in their scheduling, all of it. And you know what? This is another, this is another, um, how do you want to call it? It's another example, I should say, of not investing in infrastructure, not investing in things are needed. Do you want to know what Southwest spent on COVID preparedness, COVID uh, protection? Southwest spent billions of dollars, ladies and gentlemen, billions of dollars to make sure that you didn't get the flu to make sure that everybody was masked up, to make sure that between every flight they went in and sprayed everything down. Oh yeah, Southwest Airlines spent billions of dollars on COVID, didn't they? They spend billions of dollars on crap all the time instead of the actual planes. I'm, do you know that most of the planes that we fly on are 30 years old? Like we're not investing in anything that makes America better. How can we make America great if we don't invest in America? That's what something that Donald Trump did. He invested in America. And America was strong. Not just because it had jobs. Because the jobs were making America strong. We invested in strengthening our country. And the globalists hated it. So they got together in 2020 and they got rid of Trump. And again, I'll go back to the title of this video. MAGA can stop the NWO. And now what they're doing in preparation of 2024 is even bigger because they have to stop his comeback. And why this should tell you how big of a comeback he's about ready to have? Because they have openly come out now and shown their faces and put faces to names and faces and names to their statements on video that literally tell you their plans. Control the energy, control the food, control the people. This is it, folks. This is the big one of our generation. This is the greatest generation part two. And that's us. That's where we are right now. Nobody said this was going to be easy. But they fear MAGA, Big Bang MAGA, and Trump coming back so badly that they are coming out in full force, far greater than they did in 2020. The last two years, they have been literally on TV every single week with a new event, with a new uh, convention or a new whatever, summit, get together. They're scared. They are absolutely terrified of MAGA. And all we have to do is trust that this movement is going to be led the right way by the man that we are behind, and that's Trump. And then we have to do what we can do just in case the leadership part of it ends up falling apart. So we have got to take the reins. It is our time. It is our time. Now, I want to get to the EPA because I told you earlier the EPA was about to destroy and decimate the trucking industry. It's exactly what they're about ready to do. The EPA just finalized new rules that will decimate the U.S. trucking industry and send consumer uh, goods prices 
soaring even higher than inflation has brought them to. Yesterday, crazed EPA Administrator Michael S. Reagan announced the final national clean air standards to cut smog and uh, soot-forming emissions from heavy-duty trucks. This is a push, folks, to make them go green, not because they want green anything, because they know it will destroy the industry as we know it, and it will have to be rebuilt under government subsidy, and they will control the private sector. (laughs) How anybody doesn't see this, I don't get it. The new standards will slash dangerous pollution from semi-trucks, they say. The EPA insists the new rules will protect public health, especially the health of vulnerable populations in undeserved overburdened communities now it's racist but yet mums the word when it comes to china destroying the pop uh, the uh, the <laughs> the environment down there right china the number one polluter on planet earth by far everybody behind them combined doesn't come up to what china and india put out but yet we don't say anything about that because that's over there you know that's that's way over there duh this is pure left wing insanity and will force undeserved overburdened communities to pay more for their food and their consumer goods it'll do the exact opposite ladies and gentlemen the environmental protection agency finalized the rule tuesday that will impose stricter nitrogen dioxide emissions Standards on new heavy-duty trucks, a move that will substantially hike operating costs for truckers. Experts and industry representatives told the Daily Caller News Foundation the EPA's rule, which is more than 80% stricter than the previous regulation, will require large trucks, delivery vans, and, and buses manufactured after 2027 to cut nitrogen dioxide emissions by nearly 50% by 2045. So any large company is going to start putting... They're going to say, okay, all right, we got to invest in all of this in the next 20 years. What are we going to cut and what are we going to raise? All right, boom, that's going to be passed down to the consumer. We're all screwed even more. Systematically transforming this country into a weak, dependent, socialist, communist, Marxist crap hole. That's their plan. Why do you think they hate Trump so badly? Why do you think they're trying to bar him from running? It's to stop all of this. He could stop it like that. He already said he will erase all the damage that Joe Biden has done in no time at all. He's got a plan. And I trust that plan that he has. I do. You should have a plan too, ladies and gentlemen, if you or your friends or anybody that you know owned a business or a 501c3 or a church or anything like that, a a nonprofit, a charity, Anything that had W-2 employees, you should go and you should get money that you have rightfully uh, put aside for you as well. So, again, if you had a business, if you know anybody who had a business, a charity, a 501c3, a church, anything where you had W-2 employees, let them know to go to covidtaxrelief.org, set up a meeting with with the two guys. They will sit down with you. They will explain everything that you need to know. They'll get everything going for you. And all you have to do at that point is just wait and you're eligible for up to $26,000 per employee. Even more, ladies and gentlemen, even more if um, the supply chain had, you had issues with the supply chain as well, okay? 
Uh, we have 958 rumbles. We're looking for 1,200 rumbles, ladies and gentlemen. Help us get there. The best way to do that is by sharing this video. Moving on, Dartmouth College, which is only about 25 minutes from me. We may have to pay Dartmouth College a visit, Eli, but Dartmouth College is now discriminating against white men from being able to apply for their new STEM program that they funded with $100 million. Earlier this month, Dartmouth College announced a new $100 million STEM program. And according to the press release, the program will help historically underrepresented groups in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. But it appears that white male students will not be able to apply. The press release identifies those who will benefit from the initiative as black, Latinx, and Native American, as well as women. Several reports on Title IX's sex discrimination and Title VI's uh, race discrimination law are concerned about the legality of the program according to comments they made to the college fix. The program will be partially funded by a $25 million grant from Penny and James Coulter, a billionaire couple who made money through their private equity company, TPG Capital. In addition to Coulter's grant, Dartmouth has raised $35 million to fund the program and seeks to raise an additional $40 million, bringing the total cost to $100 million. However, if you are a white male, you need not apply. If that, I wish that I was a white male. I mean, I'm a white male, but I wish I was a young white male that was going to Dartmouth College right now. I would sue them for the $100 million that they put into that program, and I'd say, thank you, now I don't have to work the rest of my life. See you later, bye. I am so sick of this, uh, this backwards discrimination. Oh, you can't have reverse racism. Well, where I come from, um, discriminating somebody against somebody uh, because of their skin color is racism. And I would sue the pants off that college. I think every white kid in that college right now, every white millionaire parent that sends their children to that Ivy League school should see this as a payday and sue the absolute crap out of Dartmouth. But the problem is most of them are left-wing Black Lives Matter activists and they probably love this idea. Yay, my kid is oppressed. I love it. Oh, my kid is finally treated like a second-class citizen. Oh, I love it while I'm paying his $40,000 a year tuition. Oh, how's that feel? Stick it to the man, son. Shame on you for being white. Here's your $40,000 for this semester. Shame on you. Black lives matter. I'm so glad that my son is oppressed. These people are so stupid. <laughs> let's give, hey, let's give the dumb, dumb award of the day. Let's do that. The dumb, dumb award of the day today is going to go to Dartmouth College and all the stupid uh, witch rich white liberal parents who are happy that their children are being denied proper rights. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb. Boom. Right there. Dumb, dumb award of the day goes to Dartmouth and all the rich white liberal parents who are so happy. Their parents. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy little Timmy was oppressed today. It's about time that he answers for our mistakes. <laughs> They're so dumb. They're so dumb. Speaking of dumb, Boston. Boston, Massachusetts, all right? Where you get in your car and you get down there and everybody's pissed off, all right? Boston, Massachusetts, ladies and gentlemen. The school department, the, the public school system in Boston 
says, hey, guess what? We're probably going to be mandatory masking back up after Christmas break. Yes, Boston, how did you, uh, Mayor Wu down there, she's probably one of the worst mayors in the country, but uh, Boston Public Schools may bring back mask mandates after Christmas break. The superintendent is looking into the possibility of bringing back a mask mandate because of the increased uh, the increase in COVID hospitalizations. Oh, no. How did we make it through the holidays? How would we make it? How are we not all dead? Cases of the flu and RSV have also increased this month. Yes, they have. That is true. Masks do not work. But here we are. I just showed you Biden's uh, health and human services director the other day. He's eh, masks. There's nothing really out there that shows that they work very well. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Boston public schools are looking into the possibility of bringing back the mask mandate when students and teachers return to classes after the holiday break. How many people are down in Boston? How many people are going to put up for that? Put up with that. I think Bostonians are a little, uh, I think they're a little unhappy with the way Mayor Wu treated them. And I have a, I have a, I have a hard time believing that the Bostonians are going to uh, let that sit a well with them, sit well with them. Kong, how you doing, brother? Good to see you. Somebody said we have a troll. Who's the troll? Somebody point out the troll. Eli, if you can find the troll, let me know. I'm moving on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, nine states are taking steps to look into all of Biden's executive orders in order to sue him over the constitutionality of any or or all of them. And this is what I love about the GOP just winning back the House, because when you win back the House and if you put the right person in charge, the sky's the limit on where we can go. Fighting back. I love it. Republican-controlled state legislatures around the country are looking at bills on constitutionality of executive orders. Since taking office, Joe Biden has signed 105, ladies and gentlemen, 105 executive orders. During his first week in office, he signed a record number of executive orders trying to do anything that he could to erase Donald Trump. Too bad art of the deal or the art of the comeback is going to come back and uh, take over again. Okay, I see. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I see. If I come across them again, I'll give them a timeout like they deserve. So, some GOP-controlled uh, state, legislature, uh, state legislatures have taken steps to look at the constitutionality of these executive orders. Now, oh, there we go. There we go. Gotcha. Time for a timeout. See you later. Bye-bye. All right. Missouri State Representative Brian Seitz is sponsoring a bill that would require state lawmakers to scrutinize some presidential executive orders. Similar bills have popped up in other states where Republicans control the state legislature. Here's the states that are already taking action to start digging into these executive orders and filing even more lawsuits against this corrupt, illegitimate regime. Alabama, Utah, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Iowa, and South Carolina. They're all putting bills forward to find out um, what they can do about the unconstitutionality of an executive order, specifically from Joe Biden. So, ladies and gentlemen, I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, there's a new trend among billionaires that should have every one of you concerned. And really concerned with what I've already told you and what Bannon, what uh, Steve Cortez, so many people who've been following this stuff daily have been telling you, trying to prepare you. The world's billionaires, the world's mega rich, they have a new fad, a new, uh, a new luxury amongst their, uh, amongst their living. And they are secretly 
or I should say they're building secretive doomsday bunkers, basically mansions underground that can have them survive for up to a year, two years, three years underground. Doomsday bunkers have become the new fad in billionaires' homes. Why do you think that is? Now, everybody saw that. I'm sure you saw the show Doomsday Preppers, right? And everybody started, you know, getting bug out bags when they saw that show and realizing that, you know, hey, I don't even have a first aid kit, let alone something that could keep me, you know, have me survive. And then you saw these people making these bug out uh, or these, uh, these, you know, underground bunkers. Well, now the billionaires are doing it and they're doing it at a phenomenal rate. They're all either re, uh, uh, adding on to their homes or they are... Uh, building a whole new homes with these mega billionaire bunkers. So what should that tell you? That should tell you that the people of the world that have money, they know what they're doing. They're not stupid because they have all the money. And I'm talking about the billionaires, the billion billionaires, right? They know what they're doing. Now, I know that all of us can't go out there and build bunkers. I get it. We're the peasants, okay? But it should put some more validity behind the warnings of make sure you're prepared for anything. Matter of fact, ha, ha, ha. Funny how the B-I-B-L-E works. Right next to the verse that I was reading you earlier, which was Luke 12, 49, resides Luke 12, 35 that says you must be ready. Stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that you may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and finds him awake, blessed are those servants. Be ready at all times with your armor of God on, ladies and gentlemen. That is the only way that you are ever not going to be caught with your pants down. And no, that is not a left-wing Democrat pedophile joke. That is being 100% serious. Be ready, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before we go to the last uh, story of the day, I do want to remind you that there are massive massive 80% and more uh, closeout and overstock sales going on on MyPillow and my store right now. Just go to MyPillow.com slash LFA and it will bring you right to this page. And I'm going to tell you what, there's even a 50% discount on full big uh, MyPillow mattresses, mattress toppers and everything. I love the body pillows. Big, huge discounts. Go there today. Again, that is MyPillow.com. Slash LFA. Now, the last story of the day, Donald Trump has cleared the air about Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. He clears the air about uh, the rumors that they didn't want anything to do with it or that, that he didn't want them part of it for a specific reason other than this. Trump revealed on True Social that he had never asked Jared nor Ivanka to be part of his 2024 campaign. According to Trump, he specifically told them not to be a part of it because of the horrendous sleaze bags in the world of politics and beyond. And their kids, uh, his grandkids, they don't need to be subjected to that anymore. Contrary to fake news reporting, he said, I never asked Jared nor Ivanka to be part of my 2024 campaign for president. And in fact, specifically asked them not to do it. Too mean and nasty with the fake and corrupt news and having to deal with some absolutely horrendous sleaze bags in the world of politics and beyond. There has never been anything like this ride before, and they should not further be subjected to it. I ran twice, getting million more votes the second time, rigged, 
and am doing it again. I love that last part. And I'm doing it again. This comes after multiple news reports that Ivanka and Kushner turned down joining the campaign. Of course, that is fake news. And Donald Trump set the record straight. I'm shielding my family from what's to come. Now, let me ask you this. If he did not shield his family from what he knew would come the first time, and he surely did not shield his family from what came the second time, which he knew was going to be worse than the first time, they actually stole it. What do you think that he's prepared for this time that he does not want to subject his family to, that he is shielding his family from. It's going to be big. It's going to be epic. It's going to be biblical. And it's going to be huge, okay? It's going to be huge. And it's going to be the uh, probably the, the largest thing that uh, anybody's ever seen. And uh, we're coming back with a vengeance. And uh, you know, we know a thing or two about coming back, the art of the deal, the art of the comeback. Great books. You should check them out. God bless Trump, ladies and gentlemen. We're in for a ride. Anyway, folks. That is going to do it for Live from America. Another great show. God bless each and every one of you who joined in tonight. I love you more than you know. Uh, Thank you so much for being here tonight. I encourage all of you to sign up for the morning newsletter. And if you can, definitely check out Rise Up at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We got a lot more coming to LFA in the future. And I'm so proud to be a part of it. There are right ways and wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. Let's get to 1,200 rumbles. Hurry up, guys. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have a great evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you at 9 a.m. Keep a smile on your face. Keep your families close. Keep spreading that gospel. Peace. Let's go, let's go, let's go.